Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I am joined by Liza, Miranda, Tony, and Adam. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hey. Hi. How are we doing? Doing good. So good. We've got a lot of good news tonight, and I'm I'm just going to jump right in, and I'm going to start with Tony and his news about Disney+. Plus. Yeah, very exciting day today uh, during the earnings call, which Adam will talk about later. But it was announced that Disney Plus has gained 11.8 million subscribers in the past quarter. It was predicted that they would only gain 7.3 million. So they have exceeded their uh, prediction by 61 percent. Great numbers as Disney is transforming into a streaming company. And uh, along with that, there was some news about some shows and specifically Star Wars shows because I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Uh, The first uh, piece of news is that Andor which is a show that has not even yet debuted on Disney plus and does not have a, a, um, a debut date set has been renewed for a second season. Uh, you know, if you're like me, there's a ton of shows on Disney plus that you wish would get a second season and it's not announced right away. And, and here we have a show um, on a character that is already dead in the star Wars universe and he's getting a second season. So does anyone remember rogue one by any chance? Was that the one yes. where everybody died? That's the one where everybody died. Oh, I hated that one. Yeah, I, I think I blocked that out. That one. That, that was, yeah. I think that's probably one of the best Star Wars movies uh, in the past uh, <laughs> 15 years. Wait, because everybody died? No, just the storyline. like that. And the <laughs> fact that they were new characters, but in a universe that we were familiar with. Um, but Cassian Andor, who was the male lead in the movie, uh, they're giving him a... a a limited series on Disney plus that uh, is about uh, five years prior to the events of rogue one. So we're going to get a little bit more into his backstory, uh, which yeah, is exciting. Then you're, then you're watching it, knowing the guy's going to die. So the whole time you're thinking, okay, you got three months left. You know, I mean, that's not enjoyable. Yeah. His <laughs> clock's ticking, but he dies for the resistance. It it's similar to the prequels where we knew what was going to happen at the end of episode three, mm. but it's still cool to like see how it gets to that point. I think I, I see what you're saying, Chris, but like at the same time, it's like, you know, they, we Star Wars has always done this back and forth thing and it's confusing, but it's cool to like, you know, how, see how they fill in the, the gaps. Well, that rogue one was the worst. Every, <laughs> I was sitting in the theater and I'm like, wait a minute, what? Wait a minute. No, they're all about to die. They die. Oh, this was like a waste of my life. And then that was it. And it didn't really enforce my love of Star Wars. I can tell you that. Yeah. You know what? You weren't getting a sequel after that movie and you kind of knew it. That's true. But but a a release date will be set for later this year. It is expected to debut on Disney Plus in 2022 and also announced uh, earlier today uh, on February 9th is that Obi-Wan Kenobi. A limited series will be debuting on Disney Plus on May 25th. So that is big news. We have Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan. Hayden Christensen is back as Anakin Skywalker or uh, Darth Vader, if you prefer. And uh, this is this is pretty exciting. Um, You know, we know that Obi-Wan was on uh, Tatooine for a number of years watching Luke uh, from afar. And uh, we're going to see a little bit of what happened. I, I think it's interesting that, you know, uh, Ewan McGregor is back after what a, a 15, 17 year break in playing Obi-Wan. Yeah, I think that's I like him. He's a good actor. 
Yeah, he is. He is. And, and you know, I know a lot of people are upset that May, uh, this debut is set for May 25th. Um, a lot of people are thinking, why wasn't May 4th, which is Star Wars Day? Why didn't it debut then? Um, but uh, May 25th is the day that Star Wars debuted in 1977. So there is a tie-in uh, and a significance to that May 25th date. So that's all the uh, Star Wars news on Disney+. Plus. Well, that's exciting. I got excited because you said everyone was upset because May. And I was like, yeah, when she died in Spider-Man, I was really upset. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. You know the remake I would want, though, of Star Wars? I would want what? them to have, like, you remember the guy, Billy D. Williams? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like. Yes. yes. Yeah. And he was, what was he? Was he? What was his name, Tony? Billy uh, D. Williams. Lando Calrissian. Yes. Lando. Well, can we get a Lando backstory? Because uh, I would be interested. Uh, I would be all over that. Yes. That would well, be awesome. We've got a little bit of Lando's backstory in the Solo uh, movie. It was oh. awesome. Yeah. It was good. That was good. I loved it. Yeah. And he's such a cool person. Like, I would love to see that happen for him. There has been rumors of a Lando show, but they never confirmed if it's going to be um, – Billy D. Williams Lando or Donald Glover's Lando? Why both. not both of them? Both Could be both. Were. That would be cool if it was like him looking back and like it went back and forth in time. That would be amazing. And could they even go into the Colt 45 commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Disney can send the royalty checks too. You know, some of the hand uh, blasters that they use are like modeled after old um guns so i guess they could if they wanted to no it's the malt liquor oh Adam, Adam the malt liquor those commercials. Commercials. isn't oh, cold oh, 45 okay. a, a gun though isn't that a gun man it is it's, yeah. it's okay, both, look right? up billy d williams colt 45 tv commercial 1988 how do you know the year because i've looked it up <laughs> and i do remember him being on the commercial so i think he's pretty smooth i think it'd be fun and so that would be a good five. one. It's smooth too. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's what they say. Refreshing. <laughs> yeah, there he I is. Would... I'm watching it now. That's Are right. You watching it seriously? Yeah. Because you, you don't have the pleasure of seeing time. those, you know, when they came out. Like he'd come out, he'd look all like smooth and everything, just like Colt 45. Exactly. Yeah. I think the 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 catchphrase to that was "It works every time." So <laughs> yeah, there it is. It just showed up. It works every time. <laughs> you mean like he gives women a bunch of like Colt 45 and they're like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's doing. I mean, maybe yeah, it, I don't know. it relaxes. <laughs> so it wrong. makes him able to talk to people. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, he's pretty smooth though with that mustache. You got to admit. Yeah, he really is. He really is. I think this is a good time to move over to Adam and he's going to talk about the earnings call. Yes, so today, the 9th of February, they had their quarter one of 2022 earnings call, which Disney uses the fiscal year starting in October. So this is from October through December. Um, Did I say 2021? I meant 2022. So it's quarter one of 2022, but it really happens in 2021, which is confusing. But they had a lot of revenue. They had $21.82 billion of revenue sales. That's a lot of money coming in for three months. Um, the parks revenue was $7.2 billion. That was their second highest quarter ever, which when you consider that 
you know, there there are some restrictions. This isn't just the United States. This is global as well. There's like some travel restrictions still in places like Paris and Europe in general and then China. And they still uh, were very close to breaking their own record. So I, that's pretty um, amazing. I guess that just means that we're spending a lot of money when we're there. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, they also said that between 33% and 50% of guests use Genie Plus and or Lightning Lane, um, like the individual Lightning Lane attractions. So um, who knows, like, where that number really is on a given day, anywhere from a third to 50 to half of all people. Um, I wonder, like, how that compares with FastPass was a third to a half of all people using FastPass, or was it more? I, I'm sure it was more because you didn't have to pay extra for it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming that they want, you know, they would want more people to use that since, you know, it's a paid add-on. So I wonder if they're trying to figure out how to do that more. I I, I don't know. Um, they announced that Cosmic Rewind is opening up later this summer that's the new guardians roller coaster in epcot and um did yeah. you say you said later in the summer later this summer yes okay so november and to repeat what tony said uh disney plus now has 129 million total subscribers which is a lot of people um and when you consider you know, a lot of people share accounts you know, a family member, you know, a family has four people to one account type thing. I mean, that's what we got going on in my house. So it's a lot of people watching the Disney Plus, which is pretty good. They're making a, they're making a lot of money and uh, we're spending a lot of money, which is good. That's always good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there was some other like, uh, you know, interesting tidbits, but I don't want to bore everybody too much with the the numbers and, and everything. But um yeah, I mean, they have one of these every quarter, and then they have their yearly meeting, which is coming up in March. Adam, yeah, you know so what I think? that One of the, the most interesting things on this earnings call was that uh, their chief financial officer noted that the park capacity is limited uh, basically because of the shortage of food and beverage staff and entertainment offerings in the park. So, uh, you know, we hear all these stories about restaurants not being able to get servers or or servers that are up to snuff. So it's funny that they, they're not increasing park capacity because there's not enough wait staff. Or and short there's order not cooks. enough cheese. Did you hear that there's like a crisis of cheese? In this country in general? No, at Disney. Like oh. your gooey plastic orangey cheese is in short supply. The people have been up in arms. What? I know um, I know cream cheese yeah. has been we've had a national shortage of cream cheese. Um, That's true. I went to the store to get some mm-hmm. and there was nothing to, to answer your, to get to your point, Tony, about I think it's good from a fan and a guest perspective. This is going to sound weird, but I think it's good that they are still limiting capacity if they have limited things to do, which means that they're not adding just because they I mean, they can add more. You know, in theory, they could add, you know, how many people to fill up a park, right? Um, but if they feel like there's not enough things for people to do or to see, then they're going to limit the capacity, which is what they said they're doing. So I think that's a honest admission of, look, we're not, uh, you know, we're not 100% yet, and 
we're trying to get there, but until we get there, we're not going to fill the parks. Now, not that the parks are, you know, ever full, full, except for like the busy holidays and such, but they're still, you know, saying that, which I think is good. I, I have no problem with them keeping the capacity low either, because I agree. The last thing I want to do is go there and, you know, turn that table service meal into an hour and a half experience because, you know, my my server has 17 tables instead of the 12 he would normally have. Yeah. And and you're waiting for something because they've decided to shut down a show. Like I mean, like they like, for example, like the Nemo show hasn't come back yet. That's a huge that, that theater covers all holds a lot of people and you know it stinks that they haven't brought that back yet and they're working on it i guess and there's a whole bunch of like other restaurants that aren't open and so that part i think is good okay all right liza you're up next with something very exciting for valentine's it depends on who's gonna be wanting these or wearing these now i personally wouldn't mind a pair if anybody would like to you know, purchase a pair for me. They are pink, sparkly mini ears for Valentine's Day. And they Ooh. have, yes, yes. Just the thing you need to spice up your relationship. Because <laughs> you know what? I, I've heard that men find those super attractive. I'm just going to say. Like, I don't know. Like, Adam loves it. Adam, Adam. Does that do it for you, Adam? Does that do it? Um, I, no, for the most part, the ears are are they are cute. I like them. So, some of them are a little too um too much. He's actually yeah. wearing a pair right now. But um, yes. <laughs> These might uh, be a little much, Adam. Uh, actually, I did buy. So they had a not to get off topic. They did have a 50th anniversary gift box, and mm. I bought I bought it, and there's a whole bunch of things in it, but I've yet to open it. I haven't had time to what? open it. Yeah, and I Are believe you there's do a like an unboxing and be like all giddy like those girls on Instagram. I should, I should because there's like it was expensive, it. it wasn't cheap, and I believe there's a pair of ears in there. Hmm. So I finally have my first pair of ears. Adam, yeah. you need to like open it and send me a video. I, yeah, I'll I want to see. You should put the video up on the private page. And I, I would like a video it. of you opening the box. Thank you. And I that. want you with the ears on. That'd be great. So actually. <laughs> Here's a question. You never see guys wearing the ears. What's the deal with that? Um, yeah, you do. Really? Well, I Franklin wears his. Franklin? Well, with the show. Okay. Franklin is very special though. Franklin, friend of the show. Awesome. Um, but yeah, but generally speaking, I don't I don't think I ever see guys wearing ears. Do you ever wear them, Tony? T Dog. <laughs> <laughs> he ran off. T-bone. He's, his ear. He's probably getting them right. The animals right have escaped the zoo. T-bone. What did I miss? Tony, do you ever wear ears? Yes. I have a pair of old school Mickey ears and a set that is customized when they were letting you make the customized pair that is based on the Mike Wazowski eye. You have the hat, not the headband, correct? Oh, no, I would never wear the headband. That's the difference. Oh, okay. The dudes don't wear the headbands. They wear I the hat. The ear hats, correct. Yes. This is a guy who wears a romper, though. I True. mean, come on. A romper? It's he a onesie. Red... Oh, is it a onesie? Or like oh, a just around the house. I thought you meant no. my pajama onesies. Yes, I do have a Mickey romper for yes. uh, Fourth of July. Oh, my gosh. Oh, is it only for Fourth of July? 
Yes, because it has Mickey heads in uh, uh, little f- American flag Mickey heads. Wow, that's, that that's what our founding fathers were thinking, you know. <laughs> uh, I believe the preamble says that all mice are created equal. It actually does say that. I mean, they scratched out mice and put men, but you know what? We knew what they meant. So. We knew. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty cool, Liza. Um, speaking of, you know, different kind of things you can adorn your body with, Miranda has a little bit of information for us as well. Yes. Big, exciting news. Pixie Dust is back at Magic Kingdom. Um, so if you know, you know. But if not, if you go over to the door at Bippity Boppity Boutique, which is in the castle, there's a cast member there, a fairy godmother who can um, use her magic wand, which now is a special edition 50th anniversary magic wand, and put you in front of the uh, mirror, whisper some words, you know, wish upon a star or something. I don't remember what they told her. And they dust you with pixie dust. I think it's even a special colored dust now for the 50th, if I recall correctly. I think it's got the iridescent kind of thing going on. So it's very exciting. We've missed that. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is still closed, but... You know, maybe we're getting closer to that being reopened. Here's hoping. Yeah, I need that hairspray again. Yes. I want the Aquanet. The Aquanet bun. The harsh blue eyeshadow. <laughs> I yes. have to admit that I was pixie dusted on the Disney Magic. Oh. In, in and? Dippity Boppity Boutique. Good. Okay. Was this recent? Uh, no, it was on a ship tour with a bunch of other travel agents, and <laughs> we went in, and the young lady working asked if I wanted uh, to get a, a, a dose of pixie dust, and, and I said, sure. So she, okay. there's a little ceremony that they did, and uh, I had to walk around New York City to meet the girls uh, and Cheryl with a bunch of pixie dust in my hair. I'm sure nobody cared. Nobody yeah, cared. I got some strange looks. Nobody but. Now, I did make an extra $7.35 because yeah. of that glitter, but exactly. uh, you know. Wait a minute, <laughs> what? make that $7? Wow, that's like a lot more than you usually make. It is. That's really sad. <laughs> um, so, so, Miranda, are they are they charging by the glitter? Are what they charging you, you to like, are they charging you to throw glitter no. on you? Or, so this is okay, the freebie good. thing that you like you like you've always been able to do it. Um, you just had to go over to where they're doing the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique stuff. So, you know, of course, the risk you run is that the kid looks in and sees all the magic happening in the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique and they want to go in and do it. But you don't have to. It's like right there at the check in desk at the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique. You just ask them, they take you over to the mirror, the dust you. We've done it a that few times. That is ridiculous because that stuff doesn't come out of your hair. I I know. Like, you know, yeah, if you're like the dry shampoo queens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have dust in your or pixie dust in I'm gonna your hair. You're going to have disco scalp. It burrows yes. into your scalp and you cannot yeah. get it out. There's a tip for you. The dresses that you buy there are so expensive. You can yeah, get the exact expensive. same ones at like Target for a fraction of the price. Yeah, that's super cute. You can now get, you know, free glitter if that's we'll the way you're inclined. <laughs> I want to see Tony get the glitter. So, yeah. That'll be great. Okay, well, let's move on to our next story, because I, I want to talk about Disney Cruise Line right now, or rather, I would love for Tony to talk about Disney Cruise Line. Thanks, Chris. There is a lot going on with DCL right now, um, especially since our last news show 
uh, get a couple uh, easy ones out of the way, and that is they are introducing a, a Pixar Day at Sea on the Disney Fantasy beginning in January of 2023. That is going to be on Select Sailings. Um, also in January of 2023, the Marvel Day at Sea is going over to the Disney Dream. Used to be a uh, an event that was held on the Magic, but as we all know, the uh, Disney Dream will be leaving Port Canaveral and uh, heading to various ports uh, in Florida, uh, ultimately being home ported at Disney's second full-time Florida port of Port Everglades. Um, but in 2023, as I mentioned, they will be getting the Marvel Day at Sea. Uh, no word yet on whether Star Wars Day at Sea will return for 2023. Now, you may ask, Tony, Captain Tony, why is the Disney Dream leaving Port Canaveral? Well, she's leaving Port Canaveral because the Disney Wish is coming. And that's the other big news coming out of the Disney Cruise Line is that the Disney Wish has had her delivery delayed uh, by approximately six weeks, which means that the maiden voyage, which was supposed to take place on June 9th, uh, will not be taking place until July 14th. So along with that, there were 12 uh, sailings between those dates that were canceled. Uh, mine in, on July 4th, uh, where I was going to wear that romper, uh, my Mickey romper, uh, has been canceled. So, um, you know, there are people scrambling now. Uh, bookings reopened on the Wish on February 8th. So the only two sailings that were not canceled were the maiden voyage um, and the first DVC cruise, which was a chartered event. Um, and both of those sailings were just picked up from their initial sale dates uh, and moved to new dates. So they were not canceled and rebooked. Everybody else is kind of on their own. So a, a little bit sad there um, in the process now of trying to rebook anybody who was canceled. Disney was very generous uh, guests received uh, a 50% discount on a future cruise on any ship in the fleet. It just has to be completed by December 31st. Actually, not completed. The uh, sale date must be no later than uh, December 31st of 2023. And uh, in addition to that, any funds that were uh, that had been paid towards a cruise are being moved into future cruise credits. So very, very generous of, of Disney to do that. Um, and even those people who were on the maiden voyage, even though they still get to go and their cruise wasn't canceled, they're getting 50% off as well. So um, that is where we stand on Disney Cruise Cruise Line. Uh, as far as the state of the cruising industry goes, uh, you've heard me mention before that the CDC had a conditional sale order in effect that expired on January 15th. All of the CDC uh, COVID protocols that the cruise lines were following are now voluntary, and we are now starting to see cruise lines that are lessening their restrictions. Um, Norwegian uh, earlier this week announced that they will be going maskless indoors. Um, almost all of the cruise lines masked up with the Omicron uh, variant, um, and uh Norwegian is uh, starting the trend uh, by starting to loosen up. And in addition to that, um, like all of the cruise lines had to do, Norwegian had been testing at the port on embarkation day at their expense. Um, all guests had to be tested um, and they are putting the burden back onto the guest. They will no longer be providing free testing at the port. Um, guests have uh, to submit a 
uh, COVID test, negative COVID test, no more than 48 hours prior to their departure date. So uh, I think I mentioned on a previous show that I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the cruise lines put the onus on the uh, guests. And that looks exactly like what they are doing right now. It is only Norwegian, but I would expect to see many of the other cruise lines follow suit because testing at the port is a laborious time. Uh, you know, I don't want to say time wasting, um, but a very time intensive process and it doesn't allow you to board as many people. So with the reduced capacity that the ships had, um, you know, it, it was still very tight. So as ships increase capacity, um, this testing process just makes it that much tougher to board a lot of people. So I, I think we're going to see that go away at the ports across the uh, across all of the fleets, Norwegian, Royal, Caribbean, uh, Disney, Princess, you know, uh, Virgin. Um, and that's uh, that's where we are in cruising. I think. It would be great if they did. I mean, I hate to say this because then, of course, you know, nobody wants anyone to get sick. But I mean, how stressful is it when you go to the port? Like you said, that 45 minutes just sweating, you know, worried that, you know, you might be that person with COVID that doesn't even know it. It, it, It's incredibly stressful having gone on three cruises uh, between November and January. Uh, You know, I, I will agree with that statement. It's it's kind of nice with the 48 hours prior, because if you test positive Mm -hmm. at home, then you're not getting on a plane and heading down to your port. Um, So I I think that's a little uh, a little better for travel. Um, But the downside of it is, you know, when when you're infected, you're contagious, I think, for what, uh, up to five days. So it's very possible that you can test two days prior to your cruise come up negative and then arrive at the port and be contagious. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn. You know, I like the safety. I felt very secure on my cruises, um, knowing that everyone on the cruise is vaccinated and tested. Um, and, and let me just, you know, clarify for people that the, the vaccination uh, requirements are still in effect right now. The only um, the only audience that does not have to be vaccinated is children under five because there is no vaccine available for children under five. Um, but but cruise lines still reco- require that guests be vaccinated. I think I think you're right. I felt super safe on the cruise. We did two cruises, both ones I felt really safe. Of our three cruises, our last cruise in January was the only one where masks were required. The the very tough thing about that is you know the cruise lines are all set up to do their pictures. You know, they've got the backdrops and initially they were allowing you to take your mask off for pictures. But when we sailed in January, masks had to be on uh, unless you were eating or drinking. And it's very tough to take pictures uh, with the mask on. And I I, I know that Disney, uh, Disney specifically, um, which you don't see this often, is they had uh, photographers out on the upper decks taking pictures Mm -hmm. Um, which was very nice because then it did allow us to get some mask off shots. Um, but uh, so yeah. they were they were making you keep your mask on for pictures indoors. Correct. Our January cruise masks were full time. OK, because we could take ours off at Christmas. They, you know, like in front of the tree, you could take them off. They take your picture. Yep. Um, and I didn't know that the people taking pictures on the deck weren't normal because this is the first time we tried to get a decent picture, by the way, spoiler, we didn't. Um, but we tried to get some good pictures because we were all dressed up for Christmas dinner. 
And um, we were like, oh, gosh, you know, the PhotoPass guy is up here. Let's, you know, get that taken, get our picture taken. But um, I didn't know that wasn't the norm. That's good to know. Yeah, it's it was a nice little thing. And, you know, as we go through COVID, uh, you know, stuff changes. That is, that is one little change I yeah. would hope that they would keep after COVID. You know, it's, keep the it's put a, a photographer idea. up top. Yep. Yeah. Well, and you get a more natural picture. I don't like the backdrops on some of those pictures. Right. Like um, we we have a very nice picture of our family in, in front of one of the funnels. Yeah. You know, you know, you don't you don't get that often. Normally it's it's, you know, here's a cheesy backdrop of the ship. Yeah, I don't and, like that. And we're outside, but, natural lighting, masks off with a funnel, so it's it's nice. Yep. Um, and, and nice bright colors. Exactly. Uh, and and to your point of the the European cruise, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what Disney does. You know, does Disney go over to Europe this summer? Um, oh, don't say I, that. <laughs> you know, in in all reality, it's it's a lot it's a lot easier. You know, to cruise in the States, that's you're dealing with one yeah. or two countries. You know, you're going from Port Canaveral to Bermuda. You know, maybe you're hitting Cozumel and Costa Maya, you know, so it's it's the United States and Mexico. When you're on one of those European Mediterranean cruises, you're hitting a different country every day. I've I've got guests booked on a I think it's an eleven or twelve night cruise, and it's it's a different country every day. And that's a lot of uh, you know, regulations and protocols and, you know, what what country does each thing differently. And the cruise line has to conform to all of those various countries. So uh, depending upon things go, I, I would hope that Disney would, would make an announcement soon because we're coming up on final payment dates for some of these summer cruises. And yeah, um, I know. You know I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> yep. With good well, cause. I, yeah, I just. You know, it was it was definitely a gamble to go ahead and say, I'm going to book this again. I mean, you guys know I I started out in early 2020 with a European cruise, moved to Alaska, canceled, canceled, did it for the following year. That was I mean, like we've had so many canceled cruises and, and I understand like I, I have nothing but under I totally understand why this is going on. But at the same time, like just to rebook it is very stressful but I'm, I'm just trying to be positive i i want to go to rome i want to go to pompeii what can i say anyway as you should too tony because your wife was talking about the fact that if you have you have like what 50 percent off because your cruise is canceled on the wish correct you need to go to europe i don't know maybe alaska I, i'm thinking possibly uh uh panama canal re- repositioning whoa, whoa, whoa. The cruise. So time out. You can pick any other cruise at half price. Yes. <gasps> I must have been I, sleeping I, when that happened. I, I have been uh, looking at stories of people who were on our cruise because, of course, there's a Facebook group for our, our sailing. And uh, people have rebooked. Uh, some people were, were able to grab uh, one of the Walt Disney, the Walt Disney suite, which each ship has one wow. uh, at 50% off. <laughs> A lot of people are using it to grab concierge at 50% off. Can you imagine? That is like the best stroke of, and it's not like, I mean, the people who were on the first two sailings, and I think they're probably more motivated to just say I was on their first, you know, for them, they're going to get their first two sailings. And, you know, yours was moved, Tony, you had a 4th of July sailing, but, you know, this is like 50% off. Heck yeah, I would totally do it. And I would definitely do like the most expensive one I could find. Tony, um, this is a great opportunity for you to do something really romantic with Cheryl. Uh, yeah. I did that, and I have two children. Thank you. 
<laughs> Good point. Yeah, but that's been a while. They're older now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. We need to revisit exactly. that. Don't you think she deserves maybe like, you know, a romantic cruise or something? No, uh, no, no. <gasps> Tony, okay, I, understand. I hope she doesn't listen. No, she doesn't. Don't worry about it. I think good. you deserve you a romantic her... cruise, Cheryl. Are you giving her flowers for Valentine's? Uh, yes. Okay. See, he's romantic. And a yeah, gift but he could... and, and a massage certificate, you know. Oh. Well, since she's nice. not listening, what's her gift? Um, It's it's the mug from uh, Spider-Man that uh, Doctor Strange was holding. Oh. And it Sexy says... Oh, it has the the fox the phrase. Fox mug. Oh, for for fox's sake. Okay, I just have to say that I can see you on the video, and when you told us that, you leaned forward like it was a secret, and you didn't want anyone to know. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm I'm whispering. Yeah. Oh, is she, can she hear? No. Oh. <laughs> no, it just it just puts an air of air of mystery in. in oh, okay. Yeah. Mystery. Of so now I, you know, I'm just I'm hoping that when we get on the ship, that it still has that new ship smell. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah. So are you going to rebook the Wish, but use your 50% off on something else? Because the Wish is really not that expensive um, if you the, do like the, a three-night. The Wish is more expensive than, than we would like, and yeah. I'm not a big fan of the three-night. It's It's got to be a four-night minimum. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that. Yeah. So, um, yes, uh, our, our plan is to, to, to book another full-price cruise on the Wish and then use the 50% on – Either a European cruise or an Atlantic, um, uh, an Alaskan uh, sailing. Do you know what my dream cruise is? That big Scandinavian, like it starts in Dover and it goes all over the Baltics and Norway and Russia. Yes. That's like my dream cruise. Yes. Tony, I guess we're all like really pulling for you to go to Europe. We want you to do that. We, we want to see you. We want to see pictures of you. Finally, your bathing suits will be appropriate on European beaches. See, nobody likes those in the states, but in Europe, you'd be high—you'd be like high fashion. So. See, I—I I wouldn't be special in Europe because everyone wears one. That is actually a valid point. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to leave that image and go up to. I'm going to go over to Miranda, who's got some food news, which is always our favorite thing. First opening is Ale & Compass is going to be fully reopened at the Yacht Club. It has up until this point just been doing breakfast and dinner. Now lunch is back. So that's good news. And Saratoga Turf Club. Have any of you guys eaten there? No. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. No. I haven't either. It's one that probably most of us haven't heard of. But anyway, it's reopened. The lounge was open. Now the restaurants reopen. And the reason that this is news is that every restaurant reopening gets us a little bit closer to getting the dining plan back. I know that all my clients are asking about it. I want it back. You want it back. We all want it back. Disney's not going to do it until they feel like everyone will walk away feeling like they got their money's worth out of that. And that's not going to happen until there's a really wide selection of restaurants reopened. So even though maybe none of us are that excited about the Turf Club being reopened, it's still all good news. We're getting closer to dining plans coming back. Oh, and there's another one for all of you fans of Art Smith's Homecoming. He is going to be opening up a new restaurant at the Orlando Airport called Sunshine Diner, which is going to be like a nouveau update on the classic American diner. 
He has said that it's not going to be anything like his other restaurants, but I know that we have a lot of fans of Chef Art Smith, and so this is going to be an exciting one coming in soon. That's all I got. Yeah, I don't know about the dining plan. It kind of makes me uh, nervous that it, it's going to be a while since they are having such a hard time with hiring uh, or getting people to go back to the restaurants and everything like that. So it's like, well, it's not just that it's supply chain issues. It's getting people to work um, or get having enough people. I know last month, a lot of people were out due to COVID and unfortunately they couldn't get people tested. So, you know, if, if you don't have tests available and you have, you know, cast members who are sick and you're telling them just stay home for two weeks, you know, that's a huge issue. So, you know, until everything kind of levels off, I don't think we're going to see it. I heard that the even the Galactic Star Cruiser was having trouble finding uh, qualified wait staff. They're three yeah. weeks from opening. Well, you know what? That'd be a great job for you, Liza. You should go down and work there. I could just see you working on the Galactic Sky Cruiser. I know. I would pretend like I was bouncing in space the whole time (laughs) when I'd be going to your table (laughs) slow-mo. I would be disappointed, though, if there wasn't extra suction in the bathroom. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're in an airplane, it's like a super flush. And I appreciate that. (laughs) Why why do we call him Chef Art Smith? Why don't we just call him, like, Chef Smith or Art Smith? Art Smith. That's a good point. I don't like because it's like that his is name our, is weird. That is what our queen Oprah Winfrey calls him, and so that is how we all refer to him. Eh, Oprah, mm-hmm. you know, Oprah, you know, Oprah was nice, but she's mm-hmm. been out of the she's been out of the out of the you know entertainment industry for a long time. Like you know, what? Been out no. for a while. Do we no. still have to keep listening to her? Yeah, no. and she just did that huge interview with Harry and Meghan. Harry and Meghan need to just leave. <laughs> I, I love just them. Why don't you like them, Liza? I just don't like any of those people. Are you a monarchist? Are you a Camilla and Charles fan? Well, I don't think I'm a fan of any of them, honestly, except the queen. I like the old lady. <laughs> Why do you like her? She seems. I like don't know. She one. seems like an old lady. Now, Oprah. She was in The Color Purple, which is one of my all-time number one favorite movies, so I will always just give it to Oprah because she was in The Color Purple because that's, like, on my top ten list of movies. I love that movie. Whoopi Goldberg, legendary. Legendary. But it's being remade, Liza. Oh, no, they're going to ruin it. Yep. They shouldn't remake that. I won't watch it. Nobody's touching Whoopi in that movie. She was so good, and Oprah was so good in that movie. Whoopi has been hanging out in my hometown. She's filming here. Really? Well, she's filming? I haven't seen her personally. She's filming like right across the street from my church. Um, Till. It's called Till. And it's about Emmett Till. Oh. And so it's um, they're filming at an old courthouse here in our downtown Cartersville, oh. Georgia. We have a lovely downtown. We do. We get a lot of filming here. The scene from Guardians of the Galaxy, what, two, where the blob is taking over the downtown. That's my downtown. I love Guardians. It's the best. I know. It is the best. I actually saw the Guardians movie. So that's a superhero movie I saw. I liked it because of the music. Yes. The soundtracks are good. Good running soundtracks. There's two of them, Liza. Go watch both of them. They're both really good. It's worth oh seeing the other one. That's Those are the movies that got me into Marvel. It's probably not going to get me into anything, but I did see the first one, and I do appreciate the music. I will not run, 
because I will not run. But <laughs> I won't. I refuse. I refuse. Can't do it. I have varicose veins. Learned so much tonight. <laughs> Liza, I will tell you that the color purple, the new movie is a movie based on the Broadway adaption of the original film, which was based on the book. I just don't know, Tony. Whoopi in that movie, it's perfection. That's you a perfect really movie. You bad taste, though, because, like, you love... Who's that red-haired girl you love? Tori Amos. Yes. She's obsessed with Tori Amos. Like, she would be a Tori Amos groupie if she could. I would hang out at her house and just, like, she, she would be like, can you please leave? And I'd be like, I will leave, but only because you asked me to. <laughs> but I'll be right here by your. Do you need me to wash your car? <laughs> I'll just be out in the driveway under your porch. Don't mind me. Yeah, yeah I'm hanging out exactly. under your porch. <laughs> I'm just gonna grab your ankles. <laughs> that happened to me on the first time that I went to go to my now husband's house that he was living at with like four other college dudes. There was one of them who got drunk and put on his ghillie suit and hid, hid in the bushes. And I was apparently like the last person to show up to the party and I got grabbed. And it's a miracle. What's a ghillie he, suit? A ghillie suit. Is that like the um, ghillies like, was the the place where John Travolta went in that Rhinestone Cowboy movie? I don't know about that's that. That's right. It's a suit that looks like a, uh, a uh, bucking bronco, electronic. That's horse. what I was. Is it? <laughs> no, it's like, no, it's, it's not. Like deep camouflage. Oh. It's like deep camouflage. Like usually, like it's all green. You almost look like a Wookiee, but like camouflage. Like the forest is growing on. Oh. Yeah, he had a homemade one. Got me really a good. A swamp tuxedo. They're also known. Yeah, as. he's lucky. Oh, I went packed. I've never night. even heard of that. Swamp Did you say Gillies? I think of John Travolta, Rhinestone Cowboy. Liza, you have a really fun story, and um, I think we all have different feelings about influencers, so go ahead. Yes, I feel like I have neglected an opportunity that I should have been doing this a long time ago to get good spots, but maybe it would lead me down a dark path like it did with this person. So there was a person who called themselves an Instagram influencer. And this Instagram influencer just decided to get the best view of the cavalcade, set on some guest feet and just plopped right there on their feet. And they kind of were like, hey, hey, you're on my feet. And then she turned around and she said, hey, I'm an influencer. I've got like 20,000 followers so I'm gonna be watching this cavalcade and the people were like yeah but you're sitting on my feet and (laughs) she just acted like she did not even care don't you know who I am she did not move and I feel like I don't know if anybody has seen these influencers in the wild we've all seen them Chris you and I have witnessed one live real time oh my gosh you talking about the lady posing that one time yeah, she was she had the the phone on the ground and then she was doing the the walk and then she was squatting and legs yeah. here and there and arms so, here and there. I don't know how you okay, I don't have a problem with anyone making a living kind of, you know, uh off of their love of Disney. I think it's great. But some of them are a little over the top and I personally have been around um so years ago um, my old agency got invited to the opening of the Fantasyland expansion. I think it was 2012, 2013. It was 2013. And I had the 
luck of standing in line with a bunch of them. They were like, just, they had Twitter sites, you know, Instagram wasn't as big then, but they had like, you know, little blogs and everything. And they were complaining because all of the travel agencies got to stay over at like beach club, but all of the lower level influencers got to stay at art of animation. I thought, gosh, you know, it's a great resort and they're staying for free. And they were, they were just so upset about it. And I thought that was my first introduction. This lady sounds like she was really obnoxious. Honestly, it doesn't take a lot to get 20,000 followers on any social media platform. You can actually buy them. You so. can buy them. They can be bought. I mean, yeah. she she actually, the lady was like, hey, we were standing here. You just hopped in front of us, sat on her feet. And then she turned around. She was like, tapped on the lady's sunglasses with her finger. And was kind of like, no, oh, gosh, uh-uh. yeah, she did. And then she started talking about her 20,000 Instagram followers. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know to know who this person was. The, the, the worst part is like, okay, I follow this account and it's called Influencers in the Wild. And Ooh. it's people that oh, no. see influencers doing videos of themselves, but they look really just it looks ridiculous because yeah. it's so funny when somebody else is filming them doing what they're doing just like watching it. it's so funny though sometimes it's so funny but they are they're like influencers in the wild and you'll catch them here and there you know and they're doing <laughs> silly stuff you're like oh there's an influencer in the wild the one and so I hate is the girls in those puffy dresses have you seen those they're like 10 layers of like weird see-through fabric big old puff sleeves and a big, like this, it's like a baby doll dress. Oh, your baby doll would be embarrassed to wear it. I mean, it's ridiculous looking and they're always prancing around in front of the castle. I'm like, just stop. The worst bad behavior I think is fighting or getting in people's personal space. If you're an influencer in the wild and you're doing your influencer in the wild thing, you know, on your own, kind of away from people and trying to avoid people, Hey, go at it. I'll probably get some enjoyment out watching you. Oh, it makes we my had life fun happy. watching that one lady. And we, we were it. with people who were influencers and they were watching it too. If you remember, we were all snickering. I should mention at this point that we do sponsor um, an Instagram account, but they're not like that. We sponsor the yeah. mouselets and they are the most wonderful, wonderful. Uh, it's two girls and a guy, they're brothers and sis- bro- sisters and a brother. And they are smart and funny. And if you want to follow an Instagram account, that's not like all frou-frou. They have amazing information. Like I learn something every time I read a post of theirs. Okay. All right. I wanted to kind of bring it back to just some fun Disney thing. And so Miranda had an idea about most underrated thing at Disney World. And it can be anything you want to talk about. It can be food. It can be a ride. So... I'm going to go around. I'm going to ask everybody, Miranda, since it was your idea, why don't you go first? So I don't know how more people aren't always booking and talking about the Snow White experience at Artist Point. I love this dining experience. It is so good. I think it's a really good value for the price. It's at a gorgeous resort at their best restaurant with that view. The character interaction is top notch and you get so much time with those characters, like way more than you get like Cinder Rose Royal Table or something like that. The food is really good. And 
nobody's ever heard of it. And it's kind of hard for me to get people to book over there. And I don't know why. It's a gem. It is a gem. But don't everybody start booking it all at once because it's my favorite. And I still want to be able to get a reservation there. Well, it fills up really fast anyway, so. I can always get a reservation there. What? I I have a really hard time booking it. Maybe I've been doing it like weird times of year or something. I love that one. Well, Adam and I went to that when I think we were there. Were we there opening night or like the next night? Yeah, we were there opening night because our favorite, um, one of our favorite news guys was there. Oh, was it, was it? Lemon Jello? No, r- rhymes with uh, Ron Bordless. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say nice. Ron Bordless. <laughs> Man, you you know what? If this were first grade, you would have flunked rhyming. Okay, <laughs> you would have been sent to the back of the class. That was <laughs> well, I was so I was on the spot. I was on the spot. Uh, they have now. They have the best chicken tenders on property how do i how do i know that because when i was there with the campies um uh, they uh their son nick did not want the adult menu so he got the he got the adult version of the kids menu which was like a bowl the size of i don't know the size of um like a tire a car tire of chicken tenders and french fries and um and he couldn't eat them all, obviously. So Ad- Uncle Adam had to help out, and um, they were excellent. They were so good. I don't know if it's because like they only make them like once a week or something, and the oil has changed every day. Who knows? But those were the best chicken tenders I've had. Wow. Okay. Probably the most expensive since it's a yeah. prefix meal, but still. It oh is yeah, but. The the thing I thought about that a character meal was that you got to see so many characters. You know, I mean, you normally like some of them, you just see like one or two or whatever. But but they had, you know, they had Snow White, they had the Evil Queen, they had a couple dwarves. I just thought it was awesome. And you don't normally see them. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go someplace that it might be a little obvious to you guys, but I don't know if it's obvious to listeners, which is Ale and Compass. Ale and Compass to me is good any time of the day. When I've been there alone, like say I came down for work and I'm there a few extra hours before I leave, I might go there for lunch and I don't ever feel uncomfortable eating there alone, which I know sometimes women don't want to eat alone. The food is good. The price is good. The service is always good. Ale and Compass is my go-to if I just want a solid, decent meal and, and don't want to pay a ton. Oh, yeah. Well, Ale and Compass is great. I love it. Okay, Tony, what about you? Uh, you know, for me, I, I like to think of underrated rides, and uh, this ride recently got a little love because they, they just plussed it up a little bit. But I think in the Magic Kingdom, Philhar Magic, Mickey's Philhar Magic does not get enough love or respect. Um, it's a great ride. It's a, well, not ride. It's a great attraction. It's uh, 3D. It's a bunch of classic Disney scenes. And they just plussed it by adding uh, the new Coco segment, which I have yet to see. But... Uh, <gasps> I just I just don't think that, you know, when you when you think of Fantasyland, everybody thinks of Peter Pan, everybody thinks of Small World. Um, but Philhar Magic is a is a nice little attraction. It's air conditioned. It's a nice uh, a nice little place to go. Uh, maybe enjoy that drink that's clanking in the background. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why this is doing. So I just uh, I just don't think that uh, enough people give it the love that, that it deserves. 
I a billion percent agree with you, Tony. And yep. you know what? That is such an underrated attraction. And we saw it. Chris and I just watched it. And they've enhanced the whole movie, by the way. They've enhanced it. It's better than it was before, um, like digitally enhanced somehow. But but it's phenomenal. The Coco scene. It better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. It is such an underrated. People just walk past it. And it's so cool because you don't get that kind of 3D anywhere. Mm -hmm. No, it was really good. We saw it out in Disneyland and I thought, well, that's fantastic. And then Liza wanted to see it while we were there a couple of weeks ago. So we went in and it, it was good. It's really good. It's cool. I mean, especially for people that don't do that kind of stuff all the time or don't get to see a, in a theater with such a wide screen that wraps around like it. it's a huge screen. And so whenever some of the effects are going on, it kind of transports you in a way. It's kind of like no matter where you're sitting, it's a good seat. I mean, you know, just remember to take off your ears when you get in the theater, because that is a little pet peeve of mine. I don't like it whenever people leave their ears on. Truth. Truth. Or or big hats. Yeah. Like something with a big hat. Yeah, that's annoying. Or even a ball cap sometimes annoying. Yeah. I mean, I always take off any stuff I'm wearing on my head, like just out of, you know, courtesy. And if there's somebody smaller than me, like sometimes I'll even try to hunker down a little bit because I feel bad because I want kids to be able to see, you know. You were just trying to sit closer to me. I always try to sit close to you, but you've always pushed me away, Chris. We've talked about this before. That's true. I do have issues. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to throw at you now, Liza. Go ahead. All right. I think I'm one of my most underrated things. Well, kind of have two. The first one, I like Muppet Vision 3D, so I'm always going to go to that because not only do you have – a great 3D movie that they do need to digitally enhance, just like they did the other one. But you've actually got real-life Muppets that come out and walk around. You've got Staller Waldorf up in the box making jokes the whole time. I still laugh every time. I don't even know why I still do. I know what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. I still, I don't even care. I still laugh. You've got bubbles that come down. You've got water that squirts out. I mean... There's so many elements to that show, and it's one of those shows that people just walk past it. They don't even stop to do it, and there's not – Studios is the hardest park for me. I, 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 it is the hardest park for me. It's currently my least favorite park. If you're going to be in there, and it's already hard enough to go do attractions in there because it's the wait times are crazy for everything in there for some reason, but – it's just a great place to go in. You can always get a seat and it's just a fun show. And my runner up would be sitting in the hub grass because I feel like that's underrated stopping just to chill out and enjoy the sounds and the sights of the magic kingdom sitting in that spot. Cause we never had that spot before. I mean, we have it now, but before now that wasn't there, you know, and nobody just sat right there. So it's really cool that, that spot's there, and we can just chill out and sit there. I really like it. Maybe you'll get lucky and someone will start a fight. Oh, my gosh. Yes, an influencer will start rolling around in the grass, and I can watch them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go to Adam. Uh, underrated parking lot trams. Um, didn't think I would miss them, but I missed them, and they need to come back. Oh, I never oh. take those. 
You could, oh, my parking yeah. lot tram could be like first class with air conditioning and all that stuff. I can't be waiting on that tram. Okay, but Chris, when we lost the car <laughs> and we were walking around for uh, like 30, 45 minutes, maybe longer, yes. in the heat, yes. in that parking lot, it would have been helpful. Well, okay, let me just say this. So every time I would run a car, it would be like dark. And all the other car rentals were dark and we could never find it. And the little beepy thing would be dead on the car fob or the fob would be, you know, the battery would be dead because whatever. Um, and just like every single time it would be dead. But when we were there a couple weeks ago, what color was our car, Liza? It was bright blue. It was so blue. You could have seen it from the moon. It was insane, right? And we were so excited when we saw it. We were like, oh my gosh, we're going to be able to find this car now. So it was, it was kind of great. So. That's a good tip. A good travel agent tip. Get mm-hmm. the wackiest color yeah. you can get. Okay, I'm going to turn it over to Tony to properly close out the show. Thanks, Chris. I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out our website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team plan your family's next vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on The Mouse and More Podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Liza, Miranda, and Adam, this is Tony, and we are The Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. We're back to tramps. <laughs>